Hello, hello. So today we're digging into the beat test. And for those of you who don't know what that is, no stress, I will explain very shortly, but it's something to do with PE. So how this analogy explains just how ridiculous our grading system is and why forcing students to learn is completely pointless. Obviously very happy topics. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome back. So a few weeks ago, I was riding my bike on the main road. You know, I've got my high UV vest on so no cars can hit me. That's how it works. And I bet I was like holding up traffic. They just get annoyed with bikers for some reason. That's a, another topic irrelevant to this podcast. But as I was riding, I just had a thought of, huh, forcing someone to do exercise is really shit. And then that got me onto the idea of forced learning and then the beep test, which yes, we will talk about. And then just all of these ideas which meshed into one. And I really need a way to record my voice as I'm bike riding because I had to basically just go, remember Joe, don't forget, don't forget. And then I got home and thankfully I didn't forget. So today we're talking about the idea of forced learning through the analogy of sport but also, of course, a beep test um, and and using that as an analogy of grading in the education system. Seems very alternative. Uh, yes, that's true. But you know what? <laughs> Bike riding is really underrated as uh, the shower. <laughs> that made more sense in my head. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> what I meant was just like the shower is the perfect place to come up with great ideas. So is bike riding. And so is just cruising along while you're getting hounded by traffic to come up with some really quality ideas. So anyway, back to force learning. The idea of sport is something so inherent to us. We love movement. Humans love movement. We love physical activity and that will look different for everyone. So someone might love going for a walk while other, uh, someone else might love bouldering or doing yoga or skiing. So the, the mode or the type of sport doesn't matter, but inherently we feel good when we're physically active in some way. And so when it's so inherent to us, it's very interesting when say someone tries to force us to do it where I remember a lot of the time in sports class, in PE, in school, I hated it. And I was trying to reflect over why I hated it. And I think it's just because I like doing my sport. I I like when I can choose what sport I do. But as soon as someone forces it on me, I (laughs) just have a visceral um, distaste or dislike for it. And this obviously makes sense because, say, for example, when you want to do obstacle courses, you're forced to play netball or when you want to do weights, but you're forced to run. It's about having your interests just completely dismissed and you not being able to actually do what you want to. So, of course, we get turned off from, say, PE or physical education because our interests aren't being met. And I remember when I was younger... Very interesting, actually. I was (laughs) graded, you know, everyone gets graded for PE, and I would get C's and D's, and that was obviously my worst subject. I And I thought, I genuinely thought that I was bad at sport. How can one be bad at sport, you know? But anyway, I thought I was bad. I thought I was unfit. I thought many different things. 
And and I had such a bad relationship with sport because of it. So I thought, I'm not a sporty person. I don't really like it. And now I'm riding my bike everywhere, obviously having great thoughts while I'm riding. Um, I'm, I'm moving a lot and I love it. And when I started thinking about that idea, it's very much, it's so similar to education and how if someone forces you to learn, you will develop that dislike for learning, even though learning, much like physical activity and movement, is something so inherent to us. It doesn't make sense that we are brought up to have that genuine love for movement because kids, kids you cannot get them to sit still. You just can't. And I've been a teaching aid uh, worker for primary school students. I can tell you that they will move at any chance they get. And that school is actually quite limiting because they have to sit still and sit at the desks, which is very unfortunate. I have many opinions about that. But going back to the idea that we all love movement and how we suddenly develop that dislike when we're um, asked to be graded, not asked to be graded, we're graded on something like PE and told, no, you have to, because we're focusing on ball skills right now. You have to do this instead of what you really want to do is just play Tiggy, which is still movement, but just not what the PE teacher wants you to do. So can you start to see the similarities of of PE as being something inherent and learning being something inherent. But when it's enforced onto us, that feeling that we get is so um, just, it, it's not nice. And we start to have these misconceptions like, oh, I'm not sporty or I'm unfit or I hate sport. And on the other side, I hate learning. I'm so dumb. I'm not that smart all of these different beliefs. And so I actually came across this really funny quote. You know those classic e-cards on Google Images, the ones with the vintage faces and, you know. But anyway, so I'm just going to replace some words, but the idea will be the same. Learning is like a fart. If you have to force it, then it's probably shit. (laughs) I have read this so many times. I have seen this and just appreciate it so many times, but every time I say it, I can't not smile or laugh. It's really hard. But but anyway, it's so true, right? So learning, you cannot force learning or else it will be a really shitty situation where the student, even though they're inherently learning like all the time or doing sport all the time, as soon as someone tries to force their own learning onto the student and expect them to do something specific for them, then that will start to ruin the relationship between them and learning or them and physical activity. And so that's the first part of this episode where we're just talking about forced learning. But now let's move into grading and I'm going to bring in the beat test. So I'm not sure if the beep test is just in Australia or if it's international. Okay, so it turns out it is international and I've been looking through Wikipedia. If you want to search up beep test, by the way, it comes up with multi-stage fitness test on Wikipedia. And it seems to be that in Slovenia, they use the beep test as basically a gatekeeper to see if you can qualify to do ice hockey refereeing and you need a nine, a level nine to pass. 
Cool. But if you if you're not aware of it, I'll just give a quick recap anyway. So the beep test is a fitness test that they do in high school, maybe even primary school. I'm not sure. If we did, I've just completely wiped that from my memory. But the test includes two different locations and they're 20 meters apart. So say if you have two cones or two lines, the runner will have to run from line to line. So there are 21 different levels. And as you progress higher in the levels, the time at which you have to run to each line will reduce. So at the start, for example, level one, it's very slow. You can probably just power walk or skip a little bit and get over to the other side. But once you hit around three, I don't think that works anymore. So you have to start running and it progressively gets faster and faster until you get people sprinting from place to place, which is why as soon as you say the beep test, a lot of people just have very negative experiences with it. No, God, please, no, no, no. So there's a recording and it goes level one and beep. And then, you know, you'll run and it goes beep. You have to make it before the beep. I'll play it here. The multi-stage fitness test will start in five seconds. Ready. Start level one, one. Level one, two. So I'm really sorry if that triggered any of you, uh, because it did for me, and <laughs> I understand the pain. Also, when I was editing this, I realized that the recording I used goes up until the 21st level. So if you've never heard the end of a beep test, here you go. Level 21, 16. That is the end of the final level. Okay, so can we just stop for a moment to appreciate how depressing that just was? Imagine, you've just sprinted your heart out for 21 levels, and this, this is what you get. That is the end of the final level. Surely, surely balloons, I, I don't know, balloons, applause, just something that isn't as depressing as that. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's really necessary. So out of respect for everyone who has completed the beep test, I will play an applause. Okay, so now that we've expressed our love and appreciation for them, back to the episode. This test was so, so rough. And especially if you're a student who does not like to run and be forced to run, this test is possibly the worst test that you can do because of how intense it is. And so I remember when we would say, oh, we have the beep test, so many people would groan and go, oh, okay, fine, because we have to. And so when we would do the beep test, some people didn't try. Others, you know, tried, but there was this... um implication that if you were the first person to drop out, that meant you were the most unfit. And so people would wait and that would be me as well. I would wait for the first person to leave or drop out, not make it to the next beep. And then you could start seeing people slowly, you know, trickling out. And then the people left at say level 13, uh, you just stare at them as a sweat just 
elegantly falls off their face like that photogenic runner, that marathon runner. I'll put a photo there. He was really famous, I think, on Tumblr for a while. Anyway, so they were just graceful and sweaty but real slick. And so those students were the sportiest or the fittest. And just reflecting over that, I realized how dangerous that mentality is for students to assume that the students who dropped out first were the most unfit and the ones who were still in it for the longest were the fittest because the the beep test tests one thing in particular which is how well you can do the beep test because the beep test is split into long distance running and sprinting and so that falls under cardio So the beep test is only testing cardio. And so I find it so, so dangerous that I and many other students will assume that if you cannot do this test well, that you are unfit, which is a complete lie because as we all know, students have preferences and some students prefer strength-based exercise or prefer plyo or prefer very short bursts of sprinting, but not to the same extent as a beep test requires where you take a break for say five seconds and you go. And so that's more like a hit workout of anything. But other people have other means of enjoying sport and being fit. And so as I'm leaking that back to say grading and to the education system, let's take the main exam, which is the final year 12 exam. What that tests is how well you can do that VCE exam or however your state or country calls it. So that's testing how well do you know the curriculum of this very specific year 12 diploma exam. And so that's what the beep test is saying. How well can you do this cardio-based structured test? And so what you get with people in VCE or people doing their exams is that They will think they're smart or they're dumb depending on what grade they get. Same as if you're doing the beep test, you will judge yourself about how fit or unfit you are depending on what your score is in the beep test. So I'm trying to highlight here that tests and the result of these tests doesn't have to be the big year 12 one, but just small tests in general. They're testing how well you know this information in structured in this particular way with these certain questions, with all of these things wrapped around it that should not determine how smart you are because that's a very broad thing and we can never, you know, mush it into one test and determine, yes, from this you are either smart or dumb, which I know teachers are not trying to do. That's not the intention. That's not the education system's intention. But that's the result of what happens from these tests and grading. The other thing that I want to bring up with the beep test is the idea of that, the results. So um, all of the levels have a specific um, like recommended level that you want to meet if you're say 12 and female or if you're 65 and male they will give you a guide about whether that's average good excellent or really really poor for example if you're 12 to 13 and you're a male then poor would be level three slash they say slash four because within each level there are sub levels so that's poor for a 
male that's in their 12, 13 years old. For a female, it's around a two, level two slash sub level six. So with each age group, you will have a certain guide that will tell you whether you're average and how you're doing. And so that's very much a grading scale in a, in a way because you know how PE teachers will look at that, will look at the guide and then compare that to your result and then see how well you're doing and then get graded at the end for the reports, which I find, again, grading someone on their physiology and their fitness that has to be the worst thing ever. Oh, but anyway, being graded on this beep test guide thing or being graded on, say, a, a, an actual grading scale for school, this ignores the fundamental thing that everyone is different, that everyone's physiology is different, that someone's average running you know, is someone's excellent because that's, they're, they're building up towards their own level of fitness. Oh, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> so say if me, Joe, uh, my, my average is around about a level three, like that's really good for me, for example. And say if, uh, and Andy, Andy, uh, is also female my age and, her average, because she's really sporty in general, she really loves cardio, she really loves all of that. So her average might be a level six. And so I remember when I was younger and doing those beep tests, I would look at other students and say, wow, I'm so unfit compared to them. Or wow, they're so much sportier than me. Which fundamentally, okay, sure, that's true. But that is irrelevant because me at this moment, I'm doing my best. And me, compared to last year, I probably improved from then. Or maybe got worse, I don't know. But what these things should be doing is getting us to compare ourselves to what we achieved in the past instead of comparing ourselves to a very standardized guideline like beep test, age group, um, average, good, excellent, that table thing. Or for the fact of A plus or C. My A plus looks very different to some other students' A plus. I might have not even tried and they might have tried so damn hard and they probably would have gotten a B or a C, but in reality, that was their A plus at that time. Is this getting too meta? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But that's the overlying concept that I want to talk about is that we cannot compare ourselves to a... a an average like this because no one's average and we are all individual and really we need our own grading scale of what our F looks like, of what our A looks like and judging ourselves based on that. Whew. Okay. And and also I, I did write, I, I wrote a blog post on this and I talked about all of this, so I'm basically reading off that just to remind myself what I wrote. But at the very end of that blog post, I wrote the subheading, Scrap It. And what I meant by scrap it is that get rid of it. Get rid of the idea of having this baseline and trying to test whether someone's fit or not with this test. And then you might 
um, I'm just trying to think of what the rebuttal would be. Potentially the rebuttals then, well, how do we know if they're fit then? How do we know if they're, you know, meeting the criteria of being a physically fit person? Well, uh, first of all, (laughs) I'm trying to think of my own rebuttal, shit. So first of all, I think instead of focusing so much on are they fit, it's asking and going back to the start of this episode, which is do they have a good relationship with sport? How do they find their own fitness level? Do they enjoy movement in some way? How can we how can we encourage them to do more of that? How can we encourage them to do movement-based uh, activities that they actually enjoy and don't feel forced to do? And how can we, uh, so say if a student really loves the beep test and that really helps them with their cardio, then sure, we'll get them to do that. But other students will only feel demotivated and de- just detracted from this test when really they might like a climbing exercise or they might like another form of test or activity that would help them and amplify what their interests are. So can we nurture that environment? Can we nurture that relationship with them and sport instead of getting everyone to do the same fitness test, which, you know, it... it, (laughs) It's not only one way to test whether someone's fit. And if someone has a good relationship with sport or with learning, then they will find their own way to be fit or smart. You know, and I use smart in quotations because as you know, with any sort, whether I say dumb or smart, these labels, um, yeah, I won't get into it. This is going to be too long of an episode if I do, but I, I've covered that in growth mindset episodes and many other labeling episodes. So you, I'll just, I'll just link that. Okay. So thank you very much for dealing with my rambling throughout this whole episode. And now onto the last part. If we do a test, then the person's going to be more fixated on the result rather than the process of doing the learning or doing the sport and their relationship with the sport. So do they have a good relationship with sport? How can we, judged on their personalized sport journey or personalized learning journey, how can we help them to challenge themselves and get them to achieve their A+, whatever that looks like for them? So how can we work independently with a student, not force them to do things that they otherwise just would, would create a bad relationship with whatever they're doing, And instead, nurture them, encourage them, support them, and avoid all that competition that comes with grading or comes with these standardized metrics. Um, And that's a lot of stuff I just said. I wish I had a backboard or soundboard, you know, so that I could actually realize if my thoughts are coherent which I think right now that I'm struggling so much to say words (laughs) I don't know if it was very coherent but this is the analogy I had while on my bike about sport versus the education system I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week bye